Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday night, January 2nd, 2020, and the San Jose Sharks win in Pittsburgh 3-2 in overtime. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks postgame. We do this a favor. Hit us up in the chat on our page or the app. Of course, follow us on the social at Teal Town USA, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, and... There we go. And of course, hit us up on tealtownusa.com. And with that, good evening, everyone. Alongside yours truly, I am with AJ Strong. AJ, how it is? Yeah, how it is. <laughs> sure. I'm sorry. I'm not going to get too up, you know, winning in overtime when you had a lead twice and you end up beating a team in overtime that is right now having massive injury issues. So I can't get too crazy. Right. They're all-star Jake Gensel out for the season. Sidney Crosby out uh, for his 23rd game of the season. Granted, well, dude, and Jake is like their goal and points leader right now. Yeah. To see him go out, oof. And that was a rough hit that, that he took in against Ottawa. Uh so there's that. But all that being said, when when most of them were healthy, this was the best team in December. This is one of the better home teams in the NHL. So you get you get that. Uh, the Sharks, however, coming off probably one of their worst losses of the season, if not the worst, losing in a shutout to the worst team in hockey, Pittsburgh or to uh, Detroit. 2 nothing on New Year's Eve. I don't know what it is about New Year's Eve games, but the Sharks are just not up for it. Um, they suck. But let's get at it. They looked like they were engaged in this game, which I don't think they saw. we saw in Detroit. But 248 in, Hurdle tips in a Brent Burns shot. Uh, Shellman gets an assist on, on the goal to make it one nothing. What did you see from that one? <laughs> Dude, just the the first couple of periods, um, I mean, I like what I saw. Obviously, you get the early goal from Hurdle, and you're going, okay, feeling decent about this, like, especially when you can score that quickly in a game less than three minutes in. You're going, okay, feeling all right. And the goal was, shall we say, retro. And that is a <laughs> Burns throwing it in front of the net, getting a tip, goes past the goalie. Jeez, where have I heard that before? Right. I think it was back on the day when we used to have an eight on this team. But very much that kind of a play, and you love to see it. Then, you know, you you get the Hornquist goal much later, and you, you go, okay, well, you know, what are you going to do? Up until that point, I thought Dell had played great. And then only a minute later, uh, Couture puts the team back on top. So for the first period, you got to like it that you're up to one and the team seems engaged. They seem to be playing really heavy. There was a lot of hitting. I felt yep. like for the sharks, definitely playing a physical game, maybe taking advantage of the fact that the penguins were missing some key figures on their team. And again, that's why I can't get too crazy. That would be like, you know, Today, it's some, you know, like if Detroit, well, okay, yeah, we just lost to Detroit. But if somebody was to come into SAP Center when the Sharks had won seven of their last eight games, but they come in and it's like, oh, yeah, so by the way, Couture's injured and Burns is injured and somebody else is out. You can't get too crazy about taking the win. But no. I, I'll take the... The, the extra point nonetheless, even though it had to go to overtime. Again, I can't get too excited about this. I need consistency. And you hit it on the head there. You know, you get the 6-1 win against Philly, and then you absolutely, you know, poop the bed against Detroit. I, before the Couture goal, I love the four-checking Patrick Marlowe was putting on on the, the Pittsburgh the Penguins. I, I thought just relentlessly staying with that puck handler eventually leads to a steal uh, that sets up Couture for that goal. I, I think that's where they need to have their execution down right, their engagement, their effort level, 
I thought was sky high, especially right there. But at the same time, like you said, it's one game. They need to be more consistent with this. You know, (laughs) exactly. Can't get so crazy about beating the third team in their division when you just lost to the worst team in the NHL. Do me a favor and beat Washington, beat St. Louis on this trip. Like, impress me. Uh, Hockey and Ghosts, Felix, good evening. With AJ on that, consistency has been a huge issue for the Sharks. Uh, Pursue Liberty, all good points, but if you're going to face a team that's down two stars, you take the two points. Absolutely. No, it's the whole idea of taking advantage of a wounded animal, and that's what you have to do. How many times have we seen it where the Sharks play down to their level of competition, and (laughs) a team is missing some key assets. And so the sharks go out there and what appears to be half asset rather than to, you know, put their foot on the throat of the competition. Uh, Something that needs to be worked on. uh, That's an understatement of the year. Uh, Tyrone Darnell was good to see screens and parties parked out front all night. Uh, yeah, it seemed like they, they were getting bodies all over the place. They were throwing bodies around. Uh, definitely seemed like they were, were definitely want to, what? No, I'm just saying, yeah, for the first oh. two periods. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Third period, I wasn't that thrilled with. No, no. Uh, you know, and Hornquist gets a power play influenced goal in the, in the, uh, second, late in the second, um, you know, I, I thought they looked all good around. I thought Sorensen pissed off Malkin. That eventually led to that interference call. Uh, and if you throw him off of his game, kind of like Evander Kane, if you throw him off his game, you know, that's a good thing. Absolutely. And so. the fact that, you know, Evander Kane was key to that overtime goal, clearly uh, screening the goalie, allowing Burns to get that shot off. Uh, so, you know, it was nice. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, ladies and gentlemen. Rudolph Balsers is getting his de- NHL debut tonight with Ottawa. And the first thing in my mind was, let's see how his stat line compares to Eric Carlson. <laughs> and right, Eric Carlson, not a great stat line. You know, no goals, no assists. Pl- plus minus was even. No penalty minutes. Three shots on goal. One hit. One giveaway. One takeaway. Whereas Rudolph Balser's, uh, you know, not much better. He's he's a minus one. <laughs> but either way, I thought it would be, you know, it would just be kind of fun to like look at how both of those things turned out. What are you gonna do? Yeah, no, but I, I you mentioned that, but I thought specifically on that one penalty when Jumbo goes off for tripping, I thought he helped clear the garbage out. Yeah, they didn't get it out of the zone right away, and personally, I thought Couture got boarded there. But I also thought Carlson was helping out with block shots or trying to make sure that they aren't getting straight through to Dell. So I'll give him mm. that. Yeah, he didn't get any goals or assists or anything like that. But I'll hey, give him Eric that. Eric Carlson didn't give up, you know, like <laughs> cough up something in the neutral zone that led to a goal the other way. So, okay, fine. I'll give you credit for that for the most highest paid defenseman. Right. In the you, 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 you. You take it in baby steps, right? Yeah. Um. So you get to overtime. Lete- uh, Couture gets uh, set up by Carlson for a nice breakdown. But, of course, Latang goes off for tripping, which I'm like, wow, that's, you know. <laughs> it was kind of a oddly officiated game tonight. Right? And then, <clears throat> like, both sides had shit let go, but then both sides uh, both caught, like, a ticky-tacky call so yeah interesting uh you know I, I mean i don't have a huge problem with the way things were officiated like i said i think it kind of went both ways where a couple ticky tacks were called and then some bigger things weren't called i know there were some trips tonight on the sharks that weren't called i know eric carlson got real pissed off about being tripped and that not getting called so too bad there wasn't a mic on him right <laughs> you have to be kidding me um uh, but yeah uh, either way, but, but where, where's my little sheet? Here's my little sheet. So the, you know, of course the big thing is that everybody can hang their hat on is a holy crap. 
the Sharks scored on a power play tonight. Now, granted, did it have to be a four-on-three in overtime? Sure. Why not? But now we are, what are we at? We are at three three for for 51, 51, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. (laughs) Okay. So, and then, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm sorry to bug you, but, you know, uh, did you see Couture kind of get on Burnsy there before hand when uh, Couture took that one-timer shot? He he no, he uh he almost looked at Burns and he's like, "Let's go, let's f- go," you know. Well, dude, I've been saying it. I mean, I, I feel like I was saying it before Brian Burke confirmed it, but it's just, dude, there is a disconnect with this team. There just is. When you see guys like Carlson and Kane getting in kerfuffles, skirmishes. You know, what? use your silly little fight euphemism here. Right. When they get into that, no other shark is, like, running to their defense. This team is splintered. And that's... <laughs> that's I'm going to go to my deathbed saying that right now. This team is splintered. That's It is what it is. And again, you can't get too crazy. Have they won two out of three? Ooh, whoop-de-doo. Yeah, okay, they beat a Philadelphia team that was just playing absolutely horrible, playing trash. Then they go and they cannot put a puck past the goalie on the team that is the worst in the NHL. And then, okay, tonight they pissed away a lead twice. They were able to finish it in overtime, and that's great. But let's okay. Then let's see what you do against a recently fine John Tatora club, which is always fun to play against. Yeah. And then a you know the best team in the league, Washington, and you know both of those games are like the butt crack at dawn. So that's always fun. Ten a.m. Saturday and Sunday, or uh, one's well, nine thirty. Nine thirty. Yes. Yeah. Excuse me. One's at nine thirty. Another one's at ten. And then you got to finish up against the uh, you know the champs. And uh, hopefully on Tuesday we'll be talking to our boys from Let's Go Blues. But, yeah, it's it's not going to be a fun time. But, look, you're one and one so far on this trip. If you can go three and two, I take it as a victory. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. When they started this, I'm like, Jesus, if they win, if they take three points out of this five-game road trip, I will be amazed. <laughs> it's, it's scary to see that happen. Uh, Tyrone, we have a 50% power play this decade, AJ. <laughs> wait, hey. wait, 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 the optimistic. <laughs> Christ. Oh, there. yeah, that's, which is just what I asked for. That, that's what I asked Santa for. You know, uh, <sighs> Brownie was talking about in Twitter mission about being more volatile. And we saw that in the first two periods. Do you, do you think they need to be a little more physical as opposed to being speedy, or does if it have it to be hybrid? In, no, if it gets them engaged, then fine. If that's what it's going to take for these guys to like get their head in the game early, then yeah, go out, throw the body. Play clean, but throw the body. Play heavy. I don't have any problem with that. The, the problem I have with that strategy overall, though, is that this is not the 20 we're not in 2012 we're not trying to beat the LA Kings right you know that's you saw heavier hockey at the beginning of the last decade and i say last decade because of new year's two days ago but anyway uh we're you know this is not your father's nhl this is a speedy team we should have learned this in 2016 when we played the penguins in the final right it was about speed Yeah, it's nice to have one, maybe two guys that can go out there and lay some hits when you need to, especially on the back end, or at least have a physical presence at forward and a physical presence on the blue line. But, I mean, just go out there and play hard and heavy hockey. But the thing is, the Sharks, who do they have that can do that? Uh, Burns, Dylan, Kane, maybe? Maybe Timo Meyer. And, and, and again, Timo Meyer tonight, uh, dude, like you, you were all about it against Philly last two games has not been great. Dude, when the announcers are calling you out, just saying. Yeah. And that's, that's the big point there is that 
you're engaged one game, you're really engaged after getting a message sent literally to you the night before, uh, you get a hat trick, and then someone and then, sends you your bank statement, and then you went, "Oh yeah, what do I have to be worried about?" <laughs> and, and and that's the problem, maybe, with this club is that there's too many banking in their cash, except for Kevin because he only took a million. I mean, and how's that working out? Oof. Uh, not not really well. He took a chance on himself, and and it's not going too well. But then again, you could say that with with the majority of this club. So. I like that Laurel makes a good point. Was this a trap game for the Pens? Yeah. They probably Something looked... to say because, you know, they won seven of their last eight. They'd they been on a pretty decent roll, again, without Sidney Crosby, without a couple key components. And, you know, they also have a little bit of a goalie controversy happening there, you know? Yeah. Uh, who do you start? I think we saw that early in the chat. Who do you start on? Uh, Danny, Nikki, you know, who do you – Who's going to start majority of the road trip for the Sharks? Yeah, in goal? yeah. Do you go back I mean, to Dell on Saturday? I mean, you're going to probably get both of them on the weekend. Well, see, but here's the really odd thing: we we've had tonight is the fifth game. Jones has played twice. Jones has put up a 955 and a 963. The two games prior to tonight, Joe or Dell put up a 919 and a 921. And then tonight, Dell puts up a 947. I just at this point, what is so funny to talk about this is right now, over the last five games, goalie is like the least of your concerns. Nabby has been <laughs> phenomenal since he took over as goaltender coach. Dude. And what's really funny, and it's like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to. Okay, hold on. I got to stretch out if I'm going to do this right. Okay, hold on. Let's get it back here. Oh, yeah. Let's just pat it on the back. Because if you go and look, I posted an article on Teal Town USA just like a hot week and a half or so ago about questions for Doug Wilson. And yep. one of the things that I put in there was coaching staff. And I drew out the lines where I said, look, we saw when PDB and company were fired, they brought up Roy Sommer and Mike Ricci and Evgeny Nabokov and moved Boogie over to be the head coach. And I wrote in there, I said, look, come October, I honestly don't expect, it, I, I don't expect this bench. I expect that, Doug Wilson's going to find a different head coach. I think Boogie is a nice fit, an easy fit, a guy you already had who knows the system. You can slide over. And let's be honest, they were trying to put a Band-Aid on a mortal wound. This team was already like not doing well. And Doug Wilson fired the only bullet that he had in his gun, and that was getting rid of the coaching staff. So it's easy to slide Boogie over since he had just done two years with Florida. But the point was, I said, Roy Sommer, Mike Ricci, those guys are going to be back with the CUDA next year. The one guy I think is going to stick, though, is Navi. I think he will be with the Sharks next season. And again, oh, <laughs> the, you know, I mean, if these last five games are any indication, I feel like that was a good take. I don't know if Nabby is bringing a little bit of that Stralo magic to sprinkle on the crease, but so far you have to say in five games, the goaltending has been much better. You look at the Detroit game. Hey, yeah, <laughs> Jones put up Jones put up what like a nine sixty three or something like that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't Jones's fault that the no. you know the guys in front of him could not put a puck in the net of the opposing team who are the worst team in the league. That's not on Jones. Can't blame that shit on Jones. No. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, right now, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I don't have a problem going back to Jones. Either way, you know it's going to be a ping pong because it's back-to-back -back early morning. Yeah, and, and that's tough because they're, all, they're already out of their mindset and their routine from the West Coast. Now you're going to play at 9.30, <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning. At this point, I did. They might just like get a phone call, like from room service in the morning. 
you know. Um, so would you like orange juice or – oh, and by the way, you're starting today. You know, like I don't even know how they're going to be notified this weekend, but should be fun. Yeah, it should be a good one. And, and I'm with you on, on Nabby all the way, which which begs the question between – it wouldn't be a great conversation to, to see recorded between Nabby and Hurdle? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and like some sign language person just losing their mind. Like you need to be like the Italian like, on steroids to be able to talk that much with your hands. Yeah, for sure. You were talking about and it. I and I say this as an Italian, you know, with Italian heritage. Okay. So don't jump into my timeline saying AJ is disparaging Italians. Believe me, I know how to talk with my hands. <laughs> just saying. Right. Uh, oh, uh, Jared on the Twitter saying. Guys, it's clear that Jones is no longer number one as Dell is starting against the Penguins and Sullivan is starting their backup against the Sharks. Jones no longer shows complete. Okay. All right, Jared, you need to speak in like English sentences. Uh, Jones no longer shows, I guess, compete the necessary compete to secure his net and it's mm. okay jared you need to learn how to speak english uh, i can't i can't decipher what it is you're if, trying to if say you're, if you're talking about jones not playing against the number one being the number one goaltender against pittsburgh uh, i mean uh, whatever is, it's kind of yeah like tyrone just said one you a, know what the B. bigger question be you know what the bigger question could be who starts against washington who do you put in versus the best team in the league? And, and at this point, is, is it is it based on what happens this weekend with Columbus and Washington? Maybe the goaltender that does better gets St. Louis. And at this and at this point, why not? Yeah, I, no, I, I mean, if they want to keep going back and forth, trying to get one or the other to push each other, I have no problem with that. Absolutely. But again, like I'm saying, the last five games. Both of these guys have not done worse than a 919. Keep that up and put the focus where it needs to be, which is on the defense in front of you and then the forward group in front of them. Um, that's and, and, <sighs> and dare I say the P word, but if they do make it, at least they will, uh, you know, they'll they won't be one won't be tired. And both of them, you know, you're not going to have like Archer's Urbe back in 94 play 78 games in the regular season and then having to play, you know, a boatload of playoff games at this rate, the rate that they're going, both of them should be relatively fresh uh, for the later stretch. You would think, you know? but see, but you say later stretch. <laughs> That's why I said later stretch. Giggle makes me giggle when you say later stretch. And so the Sharks, have, I mean, this is the beginning. You know, this is game one of 41 on the second half. Let's see what these guys can do. Now, over the next 10 games, can they go seven and three and slowly climb that, 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 that mountain and, you know, give a little bit of confidence to Brendan Dillon to the, hey, maybe by Labor Day, I'm not, or uh, by leap year, I'm not playing in a different sweater, you know? Right. It's your mean to be seen, by the way. Hi, Kayla, behind there. Laurel, yep. if you're watching, there you go. And, and, That's my pussy. And, and Felix. <laughs> and Felix in the chat uh, with the ultimate hockey cliche. Let's take it one game at a time, boys. Huh. So let's go. Um, Going to Columbus and uh, and have a good time, you know. If I'm the Sharks, uh, honestly, I'm I'm walking every time I skate by the Columbus bench. I'm like looking at my wrist. I'm going, "How's the clock look to you, John?" You know, <laughs> timekeeper's doing okay, Torts. You doing all right? Uh, uh, hey, hey, Nyquist, how you how you feeling over there? Are you doing okay? Oh, dude, if I'm Sorensen, I'm taking like some teal tape and. Putting a K on the back of my jersey, so it just says twenty K. <laughs> like enjoy, yeah. Put a little S with a line through it on one side, and a little K on the other. It's like, yeah, twenty K. That's what it cost you, buddy. Uh, what do you think of Bubba's comment? The All Star break is our deadline to decide to sell or not. Uh, I would absolutely agree with that. 
Absolutely. I think I said that a game or two ago or, or a show or two ago or whatever. No, I, that's that's what I was focused in on. It's it's the all-star break. And honestly, I, it's, dude, like, okay, fine. You know, maybe I'm a bit of a an a-hole, which most people will tell you I am. But, dude, I'm so upset. Dude, like, if I'm couture, I would have been, like, so embarrassed. I'd be like, yeah, I don't even want to go to the all-star game. I don't care that I've been named. Like, that's how – like, my team needs to practice, you know, we got more important things to do than for me to fly to St. Louis for a day or two. And with that, if you want to vote Tomas Hurdle to get into the All-Star there you go. game, uh, he is a finalist for the NHL's last minute in voting. Oh, love your segues. Uh, visit NHL.com slash vote to get Hurdle's first All-Star appearance, uh, which begs me the question, since I haven't been on with you in a bit, would you like Hurdle to go? No. No? Would you? Nope. If, if if Logan were to decline, would you be okay with him going? Oh, if Logan oh and Hurdle goes and said no, I don't want any shark to go at this point. To be quite honest with you, I want them all to bag out and just go. No, we're not good enough. Like recognize now. I know that they won't and everything, but it would it would be a huge um, act of attrition. It would be a tacit admission of we are not good enough. We have not been good enough. We have failed spectacularly in comparison to the expectations. So no St. Louis for you. <laughs> so you, you were I assume that you agree with what you know Tyler Bertuzzi was saying in Detroit saying yeah. What do you say? Uh, if it, if we weren't if if when if there wasn't a representative required for, on each team, I wouldn't be going. Or or in the yeah. case of Dylan Larkin, who literally said to the media to say to the fans, "Please don't vote me in." Fuck it, send Nason. <laughs> I just, I said you no. Know, I'm so just like you don't you have no reason to be like even looking forward to that yeah uh felix these boys need a whole bunch of confidence to maintain that confidence well it and it's also the getting back to this all-star thing it it also drives home the fact that look the sharks based on their location and everything they're one of the teams that gets you know some of the least amount of practice pdb lamented that many times during his tenure sure and you look at it, uh, what, was it yesterday or today? It's been a couple times over the last couple of weeks where you see the Sharks tweet out that, oh, today is uh, optional skate. And I'm like, how? Right. How is this an optional skate? Like, this should be flat out mandatory, and a couple of you guys should be thanking your lucky stars you're not getting bag skated. That's that's the part that that gets me the wrong way like you know there's guys like thornton and marlowe that it's like yeah you guys have paid your dues and i get it spa day for you no problem but lebank and meyer oh and, and Sorensen. no there's a couple guys that need to get bag skated maybe Kane. although Kane and, looked like yeah he, he showed some engage a little more engagement tonight a little bit, a little bit. And that, like I said, the fact that he got, he screened the Pittsburgh goalie in order for Burns to score in overtime, that, that was nice move, nice play. Like the way all of that developed. Uh, I like Shimmick's game tonight. You know, he gets, takes what looked to be a, 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 you know, a bad shot early. And then, you know, but he's also laying the body, came back really quick after that. Mm -hmm. uh, you you got to appreciate that. I mean, that guy's been through. You know, just all the stuff that he's been through after the injury last season to come back. Uh, loves me some shimmick. Um, you know, there's a couple of guys that, uh, you know, Ferraro, I thought, oh, like, played decent. But I was like, man, you know, this is one of the I, – I just remember, like, getting in it halfway through the third going, you know what? Haven't really thought about Ferraro too much tonight, which made me a little, like – well, you know what though? It's kind of like the kid, Vlasic effect a little bit with him. Well, the you know what though? The kid uh it, it's one of those things. If you're not saying if you're if you're saying his name for the most part this season, it's usually cuz you're going best defenseman I've seen out there all night, like most consistent. 
And when you don't say his name, you're kind of like shocked, like, well, I'm surprised I haven't seen more from from. I mean, like he's building the expectations from people, which I absolutely love. Um, let's see what we uh, what else I'm looking here on the numbers. Um, you know, uh, Shellman, I, I think was fine. He needs to work on his face off percentage a little bit. But other than that, I thought the the, uh, the 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 fourth line was fine. You know what what sticks in my craw a little bit is the fact that they dumped sore. Um, they dumped Suamella tonight to bring back Melker. Now, you know, I'm a Melker fan. I like what he does on the PK. He's very defensively responsible. But I felt like Suamella has earned some time. I thought he was one of the better forwards yep. versus Detroit. And my whole thing is like, you know, you're talking about sending messages or whatever. Maybe you scratch LeBanc or Sorensen tonight to insert Suamella. At this rate, that might be coming. Um, and there's there's already starting to be some rampant rumors uh, about maybe Melker gets moved. You know, it would be nice for a team that is going to be for sure in a playoff spot uh, to go somewhere. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, like Rob Iman saying, Sue Mello should replace Sorensen tonight. And, and, you know, honestly, yeah, that's what you I'm know, saying. why not send that message? What, what's, what's it going to kill you? You know, it's, I mean, I, you can't, you're not going to like scratch Evander Kane. I mean, that'd be crazy. So, all right. Well, the, but I wouldn't mind seeing Kane get his ass stapled to the bench for half a period. Like LeBanc like Le, like Le and Meyer have. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I completely agree with you on that. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of these top six or middle six guys need to get their crap together uh, if they're going to be successful down the stretch. Yeah. So. And hey, you know what? It's fun to see first game of 2020 and both of the old guys pick up an assist tonight. Yep. And Joe Thornton has seventh all time in assists by himself. F you Adam Oates. Yeah, that's a disgrace to your your career. Yeah. Douchebag. Yeah. You know what I bet Thornton is doing now that he passed you? I bet you he's got it out and he's stroking it. <laughs> Just saying, Jumbo. Oh, man. Jumbo, please get four goals in a game before your career is <laughs> over. Even if you get moved somewhere else, please just get four goals in a game. Dude, he just needs to announce it. Who are we playing at the end of the year? Is it uh, like Anaheim? Uh, Dallas and Anaheim. Yeah. So I think the final game is against Anaheim. No matter what happens, uh, they just like there needs to be a discussion, especially if both Anaheim and the Sharks are like basically in the same position they are now, which is way outside the playoffs looking in. If it gets to that point, Somebody needs to like, okay, first off, John Gibson, take the goddamn night off, put in, you know, hey, Anaheim, put in, put in, put in somebody that is like on in your, that's playing for the goals <laughs> or like waiting to play for the goals, put them in net and just like, if ever you see the guy with the big bushy face and 19 on his jersey, he's coming at you, just olay that shit. Just yeah. let it pass. Hey, it happened until in... he hits four, and then we're all gonna throw condoms on the ice. Whoa, whoa! Western Conference saying. condoms. Uh, for, for an old reference, you know. Oh my god, that would be <laughs> so spectacular, especially if that's the way he's gonna go out. Now that the, of course, the bigger question being is, is he still wearing teal at that time? Right. We don't know if we're gonna see Jumbo have a Ray Bork moment and get moved to a contender. And how funny would it be? And yet kind of a little bit apropos if he ended up in Boston by leap year. Wouldn't it be very interesting if, if Marlo goes back to Toronto and Jumbo goes back to Boston. I, I can see Jumbo back in Boston. I can't see Marlo in Toronto, but how freaking funny would it be if Marlo ended up in Colorado? Oh, hey now. Just saying. Hey now. Just saying. All right. Let's get at it because there were some Pacific Division games. I have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. Speaking of uh, <laughs> whipping it out. Uh, oh, you better burn through this like a mother. 
All right. Well, in late in the second period, the Flames are up 4-3. That doesn't help the Sharks too much on the Rangers. Uh, Ducks and Desert Dogs. Oh, excuse us. Uh, Ducks up 2-1. You can't uh, do that unless you actually drink, but okay. Well, you know. Uh, Ducks and, and Coyotes, 2-1. They're nearing the end of the second. Blues and Avalanche. McKinnon's got his 25th. They're af- after 20 minutes, one nothing. Avalanche over the Blues. Uh, Vancouver and Chicago, they're tied up at 1. Vegas, oh, God. Uh, up 3-1 on the Flyers, yeah, of course. Uh, the Sharks' next opponent, the Blue Jackets, winning overtime 2-1. to one. Uh, Dubois with the game winner as Bur- the Bruins go down. They've had 11 overtime losses. That's astonishing. Pasternak got his 30th in that loss. Uh, Buffalo wins it in overtime thanks to Jack Eichel, 3-2 to two over Edmonton. Edmonton's slowing down. What do you what do you say about the oil? Slowing down. <laughs> They've like screeched to a halt. I don't know what the well, I shouldn't even say that because uh I, I think we talked about this like six, seven weeks ago, where it's like, dude, you know, the, the McDavid dry saddle train is unsustainable. And if yeah. either one of those guys and you know, perish the thought, if both of them go cold, this team is going to just drive right off the cliff and dude, they are Thelma and Louising it all over the place. The last couple of weeks, <laughs> uh, lightning two one over Montreal. Uh, one, one thing I want to mention about the Tampa Bay game, uh, their play by play guy, Rick Peckham is beginning his fifth decade of broadcasting. Uh, so kudos to him. I know what was mentioned tonight, Thornton and Marlowe are playing in their fourth decade, but something a little cool that I saw on Twitter, tonight uh so kucherov with the game winner for tampa bay they win 2-1 devils over the islanders 2-1 pk suban gets his fourth of the season in that one sharks win in overtime of course the panthers beat the senators 6-3 and you know what you know who had a goal tonight and who didn't have a goal tonight eric carlson did not have a goal tonight but chris tierney did Just having fun. Everybody calm down. Everybody calm the F down. All right. Bring bring back Cobra. Yes. No, dude. <laughs> Hashtag bring back Hoffman. Uh, oh. Yeah, I went that, there. That, that would be awkward. I uh, went there. And finally, the Maple Leafs beat the Jets 6-3. to three. William Nylander uh, with two goals in that one. So that is your around the league on that one. Uh, AJ, uh what did you think of the uh... <laughs> jerk, jerk? Jerk says, "Shut up, AJ." Well, why? What did I do? What did I, I, say? I don't know. Well, t- don't tell me to shut up unless you like actually add context. <laughs> like, I need to know why I need to shut up. I mean, I mean, because the, there's so many reasons. Like, we need to nail it down. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, what did you think of the outdoor game yesterday? Uh, nearly eighty-five or over eighty-five thousand at the Cotton Bowl. It wasn't that a big fu to the to the Canadians who uh, say oh, it doesn't belong in there, you know. I'm sorry. What? There was an outdoor game yesterday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, oh my God! Yes, 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 yes. Okay, this game had everything: pig races. Mechanical bulls, a walk of shame, porn dogs. What are porn dogs? Porn dogs. It's that thing where a camera zooms in on an announcer so close eating a corn dog that it should be on Pornhub. That's a porn dog. So, yes, this game had everything. Yes, 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 yes. And the password was yeehaw. No, it was uh, was a fun game. I mean, you know, they, they get up two goals to nothing. And then, you know, the the home team is down 2 nothing, and and lots of uh, Nashville fans making the trip. It was a lot of fun to watch. And then uh, Dallas, all of a sudden, they they put up one, and then another, and then it just starts boom, boom. boom. Okay, what about my – what do I need to shut up with my tyranny comment? (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) but – no, it was a lot of fun to watch, um, but and this is something that I'm going to get into on the Pucknologist this week. Uh, but 
uh, you know, nobody wants to see Pierre Maguire fillet a corn dog on live TV. It just, nobody wants to see that. Nobody needs to see that. No, it's it's burned into my brain, and it, that's unfortunate. It's but it, it, it it's, it's just <laughs> dude listening to that game. It was more fun to watch it with the sound off. <laughs> okay, it was. It was such a good game. And mm-hmm. Doc Emmerich fucking ruins it time after time by shouting random stupid things or shouting when there is no... You know when the time to shout is? When it's game seven and the team is down 3 nothing, and they get a major penalty and then the team scores a goal. That's the time to shout. And then they score another goal. That's a time to shout. And then they tie it up. And then they take the lead. All of that in the playoffs. Game seven. All very, very meaningful. That's a time to shout. When every time you go to commercial in the first period, you're looking at someone filleting a corn dog, watching a pig run around, or someone sitting on a mechanical bull, and you're going, Oh, my God, Jamie Benn! Shut the puck! Shut the fuck up, Emmerich. <laughs> Dude, take it down. I cannot wait till Emmerich like bursts a blood vessel on live TV. I am so tired of that guy. Uh, and if you like, I get it. It's all subjective. I get it. You know, some people like some announcers. I'm a big Jim Houston fan, and I know that there's some people that don't like him, but I like him because really? he's like he's oh there, there's a Gen X, not a Jim Houston fan. Really, I love. Me some uh, Jim Houston. I think smooth. he calls a very even, smooth call. He doesn't lose his shit anytime the puck gets within forty feet of the net. He's very calm. He's very and he's very unbiased. He's very one sided, you know. But dear God, Doc Emmerich, oh, choke on a corn dog, my friend. No. Oh, I hate Pierre, that. Pierre did that for you yesterday. Oh, and, and, and it's it's almost at the point where he's just making fun of himself. I mean, honestly. Oh, the fact that everybody hates him. Yes. No, 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 no. That, <laughs> no, that Pierre Pierre did that. Come on. I, I think oh. I think he's I think he's doing that intentionally now. You know. But dude, I, I just like. Yeah. No, it's honestly okay. Watch all the memes that happen after everybody sees me. You know sucking on this ridiculously long corn dog that looks like you know that somebody had like i don't know like i'm not even gonna go there but i'm just saying you know like you know here's a corn dog that would make ron jeremy jealous let me suck on this for a hot second on national tv it's like you're just begging to be memed and with that looking forward to the alameda county fairgrounds in pleasanton this june july <laughs> oh, dude, my whole thing is if you're gonna suck on a massive corn dog, make sure a camera's not in your face. I don't think this is a hard concept to grasp. Well, I, I really don't. I I can't see that happening next year when they go to Minnesota. What do you oh, think of that the, pick? I get no problem with it, but I, you know what worries me about the Minnesota? First off, I don't think the weather's gonna be near as nice as it was in Dallas. Dude. But uh, the Minnesota thing, no, I got, I have no problem with the pick. I think that's a great pick. Th- this is what I've really liked is that, holy shit, we're going to go two years in a row in a winter classic and not involve Chicago? Oh. What, is the NHL aware of this? No, like, no, that no. That blows me away. No. Uh, although the, 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 the opponent of the Minnesota game has not yet been announced, so we have to hedge our bets. Well, well you heard but, that. It, it's TBA. Yeah, Black exactly. Blackhawks announced. S- Oh, bullshit. <laughs> uh, so, but no, I th- and that's the whole thing is I think the game between Dallas and Nashville proves that you don't need to have the goddamn Blackhawks involved in every other game that's played outdoors. Mm-hmm. The thing that I would really love to see just based on uh, geography, Winnipeg versus Minnesota. Yes. Is that what I think is going to happen? No. I think that would be fantastic for the geography of everything of all us and uh, Canada. I think that would be fantastic. What do I think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Minnesota and St. Louis, yeah. which I, which is not horrible, not horrible by any stretch, Mm-mm. 
Winnipeg would be the better opponent. Yeah. Jerk saying his sources said Chicago, Winnipeg, St. Louis, or Colorado. And, I, and honestly, outside Dude, of Chicago, everybody's source says Chicago every year. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, but Colorado <laughs> would be a good one, too, to promote. Uh, yeah, but is, uh, isn't Colorado doing an outdoor thing like next month? Yes. See, yeah. and that's why I say not Colorado. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it would be a decent, you know, opponent, but because of that, I say no to Colorado. I think St. Louis is an obvious one to go with, but you can't, you know, it's like St. Louis is already getting the. Um, it's like you have to put it together. If St. Louis gets it, that's that's a great three year stretch where it's like, Christ Almighty, you win the cup last year, you get the All Star game this year, and then next year you're involved in an All Star game or an outdoor game. That's that's a hell of a run. And, and even before then, they had their own Winter Classic against Chicago a couple of years ago too. But uh, I'm sorry, against who? That Chicago team. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, PT, yeah, F Chicago. Right. PT 1680. Uh, Long term Seattle versus Vancouver would be amazing. I like that at, at the home of the Seahawks. I think it's an outdoor be, game. Yeah. That'll be that'll be cute once. Right. Once. But I would think that there would be build off. Oh, the 12s, you know. Uh, oh, F you the 12s. But, you know that exactly, but uh, Rob Iman saying a winter classic event life stadium for the Rangers. Uh, I think they they. See, are... I don't want to. I don't want to see games that are that geographically close. Like I don't see the Islanders play the Rangers. I don't want to see the Rangers or the Islanders play the Devils. Like those are too close. And even Seattle versus Vancouver, I think, is a scotch too close for me. But like Winnipeg, Minnesota, I think that is. That's, that hits the sweet spot right there. Um, I mean, if you're going to do Chicago yet again, Chicago-St. Louis is not a bad option. I really – like, I would hate to see Tampa versus Florida. Who the hell's waking up for that? But, dude, this Nashville-Dallas game, that was just a great game. To me, it's like, you know what? You really want to prove a point, NHL? Let's go out on a limb do do a stadium game in two years, Arizona at Vegas. And, and that's what Jerk was just saying. In 2016, I said, stadium series will be Vegas, oh. Arizona. Run me my money. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Arizona. But the whole thing is, by the time Vegas gets that outdoor game, will it be the Arizona Coyotes or will it be the Houston something or others? <laughs> or, oh, here's the thing that'll friggin' bake your noodle. Vegas gets an outdoor game, and part of it is they have to host the Seattle team. So it's the newest of the new in the NHL. Oh, God. Can you see Bettman doing it? I can. Right. I can. Right. Uh, Just saying. And and this is, of course, Rob saying every every dream that we all have been wanting out here in the Bay Area, a winter classic at Oracle Park would be my dream. Oh, my gosh. That would be beautiful. And, and I, I think It'll happen. And, and considering the conditions that that they dealt with in Dallas, you can, you can't use the weather oh, conditions anymore. Up to it, Jesus. But yeah, the the rain was a nightmare for that. Yeah. So, all right. With that, let's close it out. I think we've gone. Yeah, we're at fifty four. Let's get out of here. Uh, AJ, thank you as always. Your final thoughts and where the people can find you. On the social media, I'm at AJ underscore strong. Final thoughts would be uh, consistency, boys. Uh, that's that's what I need to see. Right now, it's a five-game road trip. You're one and one. Uh, I don't know how you weren't able to score against the worst team in the NHL. Somehow, you were able to, in overtime, beat the third team in their division in the Metro. And uh, Now, granted, a lot of injuries there. and it's another reason why I can't get too excited about this. You want to impress me, Sharks? Back-to-back wins versus Columbus and Washington, and then St. Louis. Like, if you can, over the next three games, if you can pull five of six points in those games, that'll impress. Hell, if you can if you can pull four out of the next six possible points, oh, that will impress me. Um, you know, come, come back to SAP Center after a five-game roadie with six points, like more than, you know, more than than you know half the points that were available if you can pull that off um i'll you know do i think you're gonna make the playoffs still probably not but hey at least i'm you know at least i'm buying tickets 
<laughs> That's for sure. I'm at oh. Puka. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, and it makes it all the more interesting and fun when I get to see the return of Oh Captain, My Captain Pavelski next Saturday. Now, how are you going to do that with the Niners playing? I have playing a ticket at, right here. No, no, I, no, I mean, but you have a, the Niners. <laughs> I use the ticket. One... You, okay, this is going to blow you away. I go to the front door and I show them a ticket and they let me in. That's how I'm going to do it. It's oh, amazing. Boy. I know. I walked it's right into that one, didn't I? Staggering. But oh, anyway. My... What's your problem? What, no, when, say, the, when do the Niners play? Like four o'clock? One thirty. And what time do the Sharks play? Seven. And your problem is what now? Well, I'm just, I'm just trying to see how you're going to do this. Well, you, you I live own a nearby. TV. What is your problem? I don't even get that, dude. The Niner game is going to be over at like four thirty at the latest, which means that's just about the time to leave to go to the tank. How is this a problem? I, I guess what I'm trying to say is is one traffic's gonna be a bitch down there. And two I I, I could I could me, right. Well that's well good for you. You live nearby. But I mean <laughs> Well, I the other thing being is that I live between Levi's and SAP, so not a problem. But uh, to me I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot more tickets available now now that the Niners are going to be playing the same time. Yes, you can do oh, both. Man. How jacked but, up is that going to be if there's like empty seats for Pavelski's return? That's right. jacked. And, and isn't there a giveaway too? Isn't that it's like a uh, open water? Yeah, open water jersey giveaway. Uh, hmm. Tickets at sjsharks.com. Yes, and uh, yeah, and for that, you know, for that promotion, we would take a pair. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The other thing that I want to uh, put out today too is uh, I uh, walked by or walked by, walked into the sharks. Pro Shop, the team shop at Solar for America Ice. Um, if you're interested, if you're in the area and you really like some merch that has the old school Sharks Crest on it, uh, you might want to run by there before they sell out. But they had a decent amount. We're talking backpacks and hoodies and, you know, like hats. climate tees, hats, some nice amount of swag there that had the old school logo. Is that an indicator of what's to come? We're not sure. Well, it remains to be seen. But hey, hashtag no free ads. Uh, Jonathan Becker, if you're watching, call us. Uh, I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. We will be back with you Saturday afternoon following Sharks and the Neon Buggers, otherwise known as Columbus Blue Jackets. And we appreciate you always. In case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher apps or more whether it's apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, you know them all they're right there for you so thank you for watching we appreciate your time hit the subscribe button hit up on the social media and until then keep it real keep it teal keep it real teal have a great night everyone we'll see you on discord